0: Another season of Gonzaga basketball is nearly upon us. We've already had craziness at the kennel. The two preseason exhibition games are right around the corner against Eastern Oregon, and then against Lewis and Clark State, which an um, AI power. They were in the national title game at their level a season ago. Although it is not going to matter going against Gonzaga this upcoming season. Uh, they played each other in years past, but again, Gonzaga is now one of the true blue bloods. So as we get going in year two of the Bulldog broadcast with myself, your host, Dan Dickow, uh, we just wanted to cover a few different things, share some insight of what I see with this year's team, both in how the schedule breaks down, as well as looking at individual players, uh, and then maybe touch on a little bit of the league. But um, we are going to this year bring uh, lots of great guests, just as we hopefully did a, a year ago that you were a listener to, you enjoyed. Uh, the first episode of this season will be Adam Morrison or was Adam Morrison with the first release. We're going to also be getting the the local TV broadcast crew, Greg Heister, Richard Fox, and Chauncey Jones, the producer, in uh, in one of these early season episodes. Um, Podcast, so we can kind of break it down together, and we can get each of them on the record with what they see uh, happening and how they see the season kind of transpiring. So, um, just a few early season thoughts that I have when I look at this team is just absolutely amazing what Coach Few and staff have done at Gonzaga, um, not just to get to their first Final Four a few years back, but then to get back a season ago in the fashion that they did undefeated season, as everybody knows a uh, terrific win against UCLA, and then a heartbreaking loss uh, to Baylor. Um, you know, some people were disappointed, but at the end of the day, big picture, um, people keep saying, uh, you know, Gonzaga can't win one. Well, look look at it this way. At some point, they're going to keep knocking on the door, and that door is going to open, and they're going to win a national title. Could this be the year? Absolutely. Would it be disappointing if it's not for for a Gonzaga fan? Absolutely. But the thing that you have to understand and enjoy as a Gonzaga fan is gone are the years of thinking and hoping that just, you know, maybe they get to a Sweet 16. They're at the Sweet 16 literally every single year. The question now is when are they going to break through and win a national title? It doesn't happen overnight, but you've got to have... Good enough rosters based on experience, talent, and youth that has potential to grow during the course of a year uh to even be in that conversation. And what we're seeing now at Gonzaga is that's almost every single year. And it's only a matter of time. So just want to quickly break through uh the schedule. I love what Gonzaga continues to do with Coach Few, uh building schedules that test them, uh gets them ready. Um, in the non-conference so that the kind of doldrums of January and February in the WCC, um, you know, they've seen the high-level teams that they're going to have to, that they will see and have to beat in the NCAA tournament to advance. Uh, They will already have seen that. Now on the WCC side, and we'll touch on that a little bit later, uh, WCC is much improved. Uh, I continue to argue this with Greg Heister at length that the WCC is a much better basketball conference than a lot of people give them credit for it's just Gonzaga has distanced them distanced themselves that much I mean you look at Ken Palm's early rankings WCC is the number seven basketball conference in the country behind the power five and then the Big East and they're not much further behind the Big East when you look at the analytics that, that they present so uh, we'll touch on that but really quick you know I love Gonzaga's non-conference. I mean, who wouldn't? You play number five Texas, literally right out of the gate. Yeah, you, they play, you know, an opening cupcake in, in game one. But, you know, Texas is is going to be a very good basketball team. They, I mentioned you need experience at the college level to have success. Well, they have it. They got seven transfers uh, under Chris Beard. And, and Chris Beard is uh, has become, you know, One of the elite coaches in the college game, Uh, you saw what he did at Texas tech um, with defensively just shutting down Gonzaga when they had Rui and Brandon Clark a few years back Um, you're going to see a defensive focused team and then a very good offensive team. Uh, in Texas as the season progresses, but I don't think offensively Texas will be as far along as what, where Gonzaga will be at that point of the year. And I think a lot of that is just based on my, my experience of of being around teams that uh, have a coach that really hangs their hat on the defensive end, which is how I perceive Chris Beard to be, but that'll be a heck of a game Uh, December 13th, sorry, November 13th in Spokane. Love the fact that uh, Chris Beard is coming with Texas to Spokane and not the Spokane arena, but on campus. That'll be a great one. Uh, then you got the rematch with UCLA down in Las Vegas. That's gonna be interesting. UCLA, uh, preseason AP number two, right behind Gonzaga one. And they return everybody um, from that final four team. They were a team that made a, a tremendous run. They clicked, they gelled at just the right time in the NCAA tournament and made a great run. Johnny Juzang decided to pull his name out of the NBA hat i can see a little bit of corey kispert decision making in him by seeing what it was and then making the right choice coming back and improving upon it and being a leader and all those things so he's going to be a a, a tremendous asset to have for mick cronin to have back you also then look at peyton watson a a great freshman um, from long beach poly just outside la he's a freshman he's got high potential so you add him to the mix with five returning starters UCLA is going to be dangerous. That's going to be a fun game to watch. The November 26th one, I think, is one that, you know, uh, any Gonzaga fan has always looked forward to an opportunity to play against Duke. Gonzaga has always scheduled the best West Coast teams that they could in the Pac-12, and they've never shied away from, from scheduling and playing against any of the, the national powers. And Duke being the biggest name, the biggest national power probably there is uh, due to Coach K and, and all the Final Fours and the titles that they've won. But this game has um, even more excitement and relevance because uh, both teams are going to be very good. Both teams have probably um, – the top two freshmen in the country, Chet Holmgren obviously for Gonzaga and Paolo Banchero for for Duke um, are in my eyes the two best freshmen. I think they're going to battle it out throughout the course of the year in in critics and analysts' eyes as the freshman of the year and the number one pick in the NBA draft. Uh, I think those two are, are clearly the best two freshmen, although there are some other good ones across the country. Um, that's going to be an interesting matchup, but also the fact that, you know it's Coach K's last year. So every game, there's going to be extra eyes on it. Uh, this game uh, will have a, a ton of set-up eyes on it because of Gonzaga just coming off of a national title game. Uh, as long as Gonzaga doesn't slip up against Texas or UCLA, they will be ranked number one. Um, and that's not something that, that Duke usually goes against a number one team. They're usually the number one ranked team uh, when there's a matchup uh, such as that one will be. Uh, the December 4th game against Alabama, I'm really interested in because I think Nate Oates is a tremendous coach. Uh, I think, you know, his analytic style maybe rubs some people the wrong way because, I mean, when you look at them, their threes, their layups or paint shots, paint touches, um, or free throws, that is where the bulk of their offense comes from. They, do, they discourage mid-range pull-ups. Um, And that's his philosophy, but he sticks with it. But the reason, one of the reasons I think that he's a tremendous coach is if you look at a lot of offensive philosophy driven coaches aren't good on the defensive end, or vice versa. But Alabama was great defensively a season ago I think they were top three or four defensive efficiency a season ago as far as uh, opponents point per possession and field goal percentage um so Nate Oates has a tremendous balance of, of getting them to play on both ends of the floor uh, and then two other non-conference really quickly uh December 12th against UW that's always a an in-state game that I don't necessarily want to call it a rivalry game but it's a game that brings a lot of interest for people in the Northwest um, to watch that one. December 18th, Texas Tech, another chance for Gonzaga to play against a power conference team um, outside of the loss against Baylor in the NCAA title game a year ago. Gonzaga has owned the Big 12 in recent years. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that game plays out as well. So before we move on to the next topic, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, Now's the time because they are offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With basketball season tipping off, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the BetRivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Quick thoughts on on, on the schedule. Now, you know, when you look at the roster, I can't remember uh, a Gonzaga team with this much talent and experience blended with talent and youth that has unbelievable upside. You know, I you look at that um a couple of the the years where Gonzaga finally broke through to the NCAA final four and, and then I believe it was the year before that or after that the the two-year group you had you know practices you would go down and it would be Corey Kispert as a young kid a young player learning his way and Zach Norvell and Killian Tilly and Zach Collins and, and Jonathan Williams and Nigel Williams Goss. I mean, the talent on those teams were, were was spectacular, but this year's team is very similar. When you, you look at the roster, um, you know, there's six, seven legit NBA prospects. Now, some of the young guys, they got a ways to go uh, before they would be able to play at that level. But again, prospects, I mean, you got a couple camp misses, and then you've got a couple others that are definite prospects that are as long as they continue to improve. Uh, they're going to set themselves up to have a, a definite chance to have a nice pro career. Um, but uh, Drew Timmy, what more can you say? Preseason National Player of the Year in pretty much every publication. I've had a chance to be go down to practice a couple times. Yeah, he's playing with a, a, a determination um, that you don't probably always see in Players of the Year candidates. Um, that are returning with the accolades that he has. I mean, it's been impressive to watch him uh, really kind of go after it. Uh, Same footwork. He's tried to extend his his range to three-point line a little bit. And I don't think that's going to come into play a, a crazy amount this year, but it's something that he has to do to prove to uh nba front offices that that he can uh knock down a corner three or or have the ability to hit a hit a trail three or a pick and pop three but that's not going to be a huge focus he's going to be a a tremendous playmaker from the post whether it's low block or or isolated at the elbows uh or the nail i mean he's going to be the focal point of what they do uh andrew nemhart i mean he might've been the best pick and roll player a season ago in college basketball. I don't see that changing. Uh, He looks like as if he's gotten a little bit stronger in the off season. Uh, When I talked to the coaching staff, they thought he's done a really nice job of of repping out his jumper and, and they're looking for uh, a boost in in his ability to knock down threes. I think he shot it around 33% a season ago. I mean, if he can bump that up to 30, 38, 39%, um that that's going to be a definite bonus for him looking towards an nba uh future um but it also helped keep the defenses honest because when you look at this roster i don't see any completely dead knockdown shooters uh like they had with a corey kispert a season ago uh andrew or anton watson um he showed a lot to me in the practices that i've been at just because of his experience he's always in the right spot, and that's something that I don't think the average fan really uh, looks at, but Coach Few and and staff are absolutely going to value that. He's going to be in the right spots defensively. He can guard, uh, really he can guard two through five at the college game, um, which is a huge asset. Uh, Offensively, you know, you can you can go small and put him at the five, although I don't think you're gonna to need to do that this year because you got uh Timmy and Chet Holmgren and a couple other young young bigs that that might have a chance to to make an impact at different points. Um but again every great college basketball team needs experience. Antoine Anton Watson provides that it looks like he's passed some of his, his injuries and so I'm looking for him to have a, a an impactful year. Uh, Chet Holmgren next up number one recruit out of uh minnesota played high school with jalen Suggs, which is the easy uh kind of connect the dots to get him to to spokane but also he comes to spokane because he sees how players have developed in gonzaga's system whether it was for one year um like a zach collins whether it was uh a two years like um uh, you know uh two or three years, like a a DeMontis Sabonis, a Rui Hachimura, a a Brandon Clark. I I can only imagine he saw the development of some of those guys and thought, that's something that I want to be a part of alongside of being a part of great, a great culture in a a program that uh, is knocking on the door of winning a national title. And and this may be the year. Um, What you've read about him, seen about him, heard about him, it's all true. Uh, Multi-talented, he can score it from almost anywhere on the floor. He's got a great feel for the game. Uh, his IQ is tremendous. Um, you know He can rebound it and push and make plays um, as a big, very similar to a guard. So that's going to be something fun to watch um, for Gonzaga fans. A R- little bit like Rui Hachimura would grab a rebound, push it in transition and see what happens. Um, you know Killian Tilly would do the same thing. Chet Holmgren is going to be great at that. But defensively, he can block shots and he can alter shots. I mean, his ability to cover ground, uh, is, is pretty phenomenal. And it's going to be, I would not be surprised to see a couple, you know, seven, eight block games. He may even get a triple double. I know we had a triple double, um, uh, a, we've been on triple double watch at different points with Joel. Yayi. He got one last year. Jalen Suggs was close a couple different times, but we might see a triple double with blocks um, be the case with Chet Holmgren. Um, you know, now we're kind of looking at, to me, those are our four entrenched starters. I I can see Watson maybe sliding out of that and somebody else stepping in, but I see Watson as the starter, um, to begin the season. The next four guys who I'm going to go through uh, each one of those have an opportunity to to maybe be that fifth starter. Um, you know, but the the nice thing for coach Fuma staff, there's so many different ways that they can go. Uh, I really like the the additions of of the freshmen, and I think Rasir Bolton, who I'll touch on first, is this next group of four guys has a chance to be a real impact player. Transfer from Iowa State, where he averaged uh, you know around 13, 14 points a game. What I've seen in the practices I've been to is a long, athletic, aggressive, attacking guard uh, at about six three. Um, who shoots it a whole heck of a lot better than his numbers at his previous stops, Penn state and Iowa state have shown, Um, you know, Gonzaga stats out everything in practice from deflections to missed assignments defensively um, to to shooting percentages. And in talking to the coaches, Bolton has been uh, one of, if not their best three point shooter uh, in early season practices. Um, You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him start. I wouldn't be surprised to see him the first one or two guard off the bench, uh, but he's going to play a big part. Um, Hunter Salas is the next one. Another one of the great freshmen. He's from Omaha, Nebraska. I think, you know, if anybody watched the craziness in the kennel or saw some of the highlights, you see the explosiveness. Uh, I think his, his early, uh, ability to impact the game is going to be defensively creating, uh, nightmares for for opposing guards because he's that quick he's that long he's got great instincts and then getting out and transition i mean you saw the athleticism he's going to be able to finish he's tweaked his jump shot uh, a little bit from what i saw when with uh highlight videos when he had committed and signed with gonzaga uh it looks like he's been working on his mechanics and, and those mechanics are going to help uh improve his his consistency and his percentages over time but it takes a while when you change your jump shot uh, to be able to get that repetition and the consistency out of it. Um, Julian Strawler is the next one. He looked terrific in, in the scrimmage. Uh, I think he's a bucket getter, um, but he's got to figure out exactly where those buckets are going to come from. Uh, in high school, he was a, over a 30 point per game scorer. Gonzaga, you know, he, you got to be really efficient. So I think he's got to find ways to get out and transition, get an easy bucket in each half, get himself fouled and get to the free throw on each half, find an open three in each half. I mean, you look at it right there, that's six, that's 14 points. And if he does those things, he could be a tremendous scorer for this ball club. Um, he might be the one that maybe takes a- Anton's Watson's starting spot and becomes a three, or maybe he, he's a two. Um, and if that were the case, uh, say you had him at the two Watson at the three, uh, Timmy and Holmgren as your bigs with Andrew Nemhart, who's about six, four. That is a tremendously big college basketball team with size and length. And you could do some really interesting things defensively, whether it's three quarter court pressure, whether it's extended zones, you could even pack it in a little bit, uh, and dare everybody to shoot over the top. That'd be really interesting to see. Uh, the last freshman uh, in this group of four, um, That is a is a backcourt player, somebody that I think has a tremendous future, Um, he might even be able to slide into a starting starting spot again you see, you know, a little hesitancy on on myself to kind of name, you know that fifth starter or maybe even that fourth that fourth starter, I think Nemhart, Timmy and. Uh, Holmgren obviously locked in but then those other two are really interesting but Nolan Hickman saw him play a couple times in high school and and I really like him I think he's great in the point in the pick and roll and he will get better as he works on the different reads that they go over in in practice I I think his creativity with the ball his vision his passing is great Uh, I think he's he will become uh, a better three-point shooter as he gets comfortable with the college games his mechanics his fundamentals are great um it's just a matter of getting up to speed at the college game but i think he's going to be a real asset um to the program not in years to come but this year i think he's that good uh Mm -hmm. next three guys are are guys that i think have an opportunity um a lot of it's going to be dependent on when their early season opportunities come do they make the most of them um and the first two that i'll talk about uh, are both big guys ben greg and Caden perry both played really well in that scrimmage and what those guys did in the scrimmage if they get opportunities early in the season and they play the way that they did in that scrimmage um you know they will prove to coach few and the staff that they're ready to go and they're ready to to provide minutes because i think when you just look at it early those are the guys that are are, are hoping for a chance uh, but when they get that chance, they got to make the most of it. Ben Gregg and Caden Perry did that in, in the scrimmage. Ben Gregg is uh, you know, a pick and pop, step out four. Um, but what I've seen in practice so far this year is his willingness to to bang and rebound. Uh, and he had the advantage of, of graduating high school early, getting to Gonzaga last year, uh, kind of that Christmas break time and so he's a he's a little bit further along than the other freshmen as far as understanding where to be at defensively where to be at offensively what the expectations are um and so i think that that gives him an advantage but i think he's going to be a really good player Uh, caden perry um people obviously remember brandon clark's athleticism well caden perry's the exact same way um he plays extremely hard he's extremely athletic and he competes like crazy you you start to add the knowledge that you gain early in your college career of practices and and some experiences and and his growth curve is going to accelerate and it's going to be really fun to watch but I, i think um you know he had a difficult off season uh last year with washington high school playing in the spring because of covid uh he had a back injury in may and he didn't do much up until September. He had to heal. Uh, he had to go through the rehab and the therapy, and so he really, really wasn't on the court uh, until recently. And so he's got to fully get back in shape. He, he's got to fully get back uh, in repping out. You know, pick and pop jumpers, catching on the roll and finishing with either hand. Um, you know, post moves with his footwork with either with, with on either block and finishing it with either hand. But I think he's got a tremendous future in front of him. You know, Dom Harris, uh, you know, he's in a, in, in a, in a difficult spot because he showed opportunity or he showed flashes last year. I thought, especially defensively, um, where, where he could be an impact player for Gonzaga down the road. Um, and talking to the young man at practice earlier this year, you know, he's got a great outlook on, on what he can bring and and what this, this program's all about, um, but he got hurt in the preseason and I still haven't heard any word of, of how long uh, his recovery time is going to be. So um, wish that young man a, a quick recovery. Um, but, you know, he's athletic. He's a competitor. Uh, he he really is aggressive attacking the rim. And, and if if he can rep out that jump shot and, and make that consistent, uh, he's going to definitely vice for some minutes when he gets back as well. Uh, so those are the core nine that I think are, are really going to be. Um, Excuse me, core eleven that are going to have a chance to play big minutes. The first eight for sure, and then the last three, uh, Greg Perry and, and uh, Dominic Harris, I think, are definitely going to play. Um, you know, but it's going to be a matter of when their opportunity comes. Early, do they make the most of it? And as I said, Greg and, and Perry, they both made the most of it in the in the scrimmage. Um, but again, these are all things that, that Coach Few has a lot of pieces to work with this year. It's going to be interesting and fun to see, um, you know, how this this all plays out, um, you know, just really want to quickly touch on, on the league. The WCC, I think, continues to be undervalued um, in a lot of people's eyes. Across the country, and that's because Gonzaga has been dominant for so long. I think that's going to be the case again. I think people are going to talk about Gonzaga running the table in league again. Um, You know, I think BYU is going to to be a good team. I think Barcelo, uh, with him coming back, uh, you know, they're going to have a chance. um, You know, to to give some teams fits, but I don't think they have the firepower to knock off Gonzaga. You know, St. Mary's was down last year. I don't think they're going to be. As down this year, I I really like what USF and Todd Golden have done, you know, Bouye and Shabazz are a great backcourt LMU with Stan, Stan Johnson, Uh, I think they were the surprise of the league last year, Eli Scott is back, they've gotten a number of transfers, um, including uh, Cameron Shelton, who was at Northern Arizona, they played against Gonzaga last year, I think he averaged 19 a game. Uh, in the big sky. He's now there. I think that's a a really interesting roster uh, and an interesting team to watch. Portland is new with uh, pretty much everybody. I don't think a single returning player, uh, a single player returned to Portland when Shantae Leggins took over for Terry Porter. Uh, Pacific, Damon Stoudemire uh, left to be an assistant coach in the Boston Celtics. Uh, So that's going to be an interesting one to see. if if they continue on the path where where they were making themselves uh, a tough out for anybody in the league, um, you know, so USD uh, they've struggled as of late, um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see what what they do. Um, but overall, you know, I think the league is good. I think the league uh, has benefited from Gonzaga's success, and each of the teams has and programs has improved but Gonzaga has has raised their expectations in their level as well. So uh, I'm looking for an incredible league season. Um, I will make the prediction right now that Gonzaga does go undefeated in the league. Um, and I'm saying this even before the first preseason non-conference game, but uh, that's my pick and um, I'm sticking with it. So unless Greg Heister and and Chauncey Jones and Richard Fox, when we have our, our broadcast crew come on and – unless they can talk me out of it, I'm staying with it. So um, this has been another episode of the Bulldog broadcast for Dan Dickow on the Field of 68 Media Network. Thanks for tuning in. Look forward to bringing you some more Gonzaga coverage throughout the season.